Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Friday, the 23rd of February. Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network, and presented as always by our title sponsor, Everything Zaslow Show 2.0, Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, 800-747-3733. So glad to have you on board today. We did it, everybody. We made it to the end of the week. The weekend is upon us. We're going to have some fun today. Obviously, there's all kinds of games going on, so I got to let you know, is it a big game or is it not a big game? We got that coming up. Also, with so much basketball going on, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs. That includes pro and college hoops with up-to-the-minute odds, stats, trends. You could follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to BetOnline today to become part of the team. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, the game starts here. So, we got Panthers to get to. NBA returned last night. We got to get to that. There's a, and the Heat are back in action tonight, all right? The Heat are at the New Orleans Pelicans. But first, we got to, at least for the time being, got to close the book on this current chapter of Zaslow trying to get Pearl Jam tickets. That's right. So, it is what it is. I told you earlier in the week, for the first time ever, I struck out with the 10 Club. I got my fan club seats. You put in for the lottery. I've never not gotten tickets. I've never not gotten through in the lottery. And it's incredible. The demand for these Pearl Jam tickets. You know, for people who say, Pearl Jam, you know, nobody cares about them. I mean, it's an impossible ticket to get. And they're super expensive. And every building and stadium they play in is completely sold out. Somebody cares. Somebody outside of the Zaslow Mansion cares. And so, 
I struck out earlier in the week with the fan club lottery. Okay, there are other avenues. For instance, yesterday, I got through in the Ticketmaster Verified Fan Sale Lottery. Now, if you're not up to speed with how these concert tickets work, and we know the concert tickets, I'm the ticket ninja, so I understand all of it. It's really difficult these days to get concert tickets. And what a lot of bands will do, like Pearl Jam, they want to keep all of the tickets in the arena for just their fans. They don't, meaning they don't want scalpers to buy up the tickets and sell them at five times the price. So what they do is they get a lot of the tickets from their fan club. They have a deal with Ticketmaster. And then you have to sign up for a verified fan sale through Ticketmaster. And if you get chosen for that lottery, Ticketmaster sends you a unique code and you could purchase tickets for that event. So, and Pearl Jam does not allow resale higher than the price that you got. So the only place to sell them is through Ticketmaster.com to resell them. And they do what's called a fan-to-fan resale. And you don't get to set the price. The ticket goes for the exact amount that you paid for it. So anyway, I got through on the Ticketmaster verified fan sale. I got my code last night. And I won the opportunity. You know, you request a few shows. I only got one of the shows that I requested, which was night two Madison Square Garden. All right. So... 10 a.m. rolls around today. I, I got to sign on. You got you to go in the weight room. You got to go in the lobby, the Ticketmaster.com lobby. You get through. And then at 10 a.m., boom, you're in the waiting room. And it tells you there's that meter where it tells you how many people are in front of you. So when I get in, you know, 10 a.m. strikes, it tells me how many people are in front of me. 2,500 people. I- I'm dead in the water right from the get-go. That means potentially, you know, if everyone is buying two tickets... That's 5,000 tickets right off the bat that are gone. And, you know, and, and Madison Square Garden, we're talking like 18,000 people. 5,000 off the bat that are gone. The maximum ticket allotment to buy is four. So potentially it could be 10,000 tickets right off the bat that are gone. So I knew I was fucked right from the get-go. I didn't get into the room until 10.30. It took until 10.30 for me to get into the room. And by the time I got in... All the regular price tickets were gone. Now, about 10% of the tickets in these buildings are what's called premium prices. And they jack up the prices, eight, dollars $900, sometimes $1,000 apiece to offset all the other costs. Meaning, the other 90% of tickets are a very affordable price. They're like $185. And I know what you're saying. It's like, oh my god, how is that affordable? Go look at what other bands and, and artists are charging per tickets. Pearl Jam, it's $185.00. Everywhere in the building, all the tickets are the same price, those 90%. The other 10% to offset those prices, they charge a lot of money. And they're, it's not Pearl Jam who sets those prices, it's Ticketmaster. And it's almost like airline seating, where depending on the demand, the price fluctuates on the time of day. Those were all the seats that were available by the time I got in. Like $900 ticket, I'm not doing that. I'm, 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 trying, to, I'm not trying to get divorced, so I'm not doing that obviously, and yeah, I struck out, now, I'm not gonna, and this has never happened to me before, now, I'm not gonna let it ruin my day, am I a little bit bummed, yeah, I was more bummed that I didn't get through in the ticket, in the 10 club, am I bummed about today, I guess a little bit, but here's the thing, I'll be monitoring the fan-to-fan resale, and when it all boils down to it, right before the shows, the show's in September, right before the show's, Tickets get re-released. Things will pop up. I'm really not that worried about it. 
If I want to go, which I do, I'm going to find a way to go. So, I'm a little bit bummed out, but it's alright. We'll, we'll make our way to the Garden. And I want to go to boat shows. Like, I'll make my way to boat shows at the Garden. You'll see. So, anyway, I do also want to say, these Pearl Jam fans, though, you know, I'm in, like, those groups on Facebook, the member groups. <coughs> Unbelievable amount of bitching and whining about the ticket situation. And the complaining about the ticket prices. And I'm not talking about the eight $900 tickets. That's outrageous, obviously. But though, even $185 a piece, it really is, it, it, I, I don't, you know, like Amber Wilson makes fun of me all the time that my favorite band is from the early 90s. I don't like bands in the 90s. But it really is like the Pearl Jam fans, they're literally stuck in the early 90s. And what I mean by that is they, they have not gone to any other concerts since then and they don't understand how ticket prices work. These prices for Pearl Jam are so affordable compared to what every other musical act is charging. I'm telling you, it, it really is like the Pearl Jam fan has not been to a concert since 1992. So, anyway, I'm a little bit bummed. It did get me thinking, though, you know, like, like prices for sporting events are crazy these days, you know? And I said this recently about the Super Bowl, where just against the building for the Super Bowl, it was like $6,000, if the Dolphins ever get to the Super Bowl, I'm never going to be able to go. And not because I, I might live my whole life and they never get to the Super Bowl. That's, that's a problem in and of itself. But if they do get to the Super Bowl, ticket prices are only going up and up and up. It's not like the housing market where one day the market's going to crash and tickets are going to be cheap again. So if slash when the Dolphins get to the Super Bowl again one day, prices are so expensive for not just sporting events, but events, clearly, I'm never going to see the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. It's never going to happen. So anyway, and it's part of the reason why, like, wrestling is great to go to because wrestling's always amazing. And while, you know, like, WrestleMania tickets on the floor, on the field, very expensive. We're talking thousands of dollars. But you can get seats all over the stadium at a reasonable price. The great seats are rough. Very expensive. But you, you can still get decent seats. Like I did for Royal Rumble. I pay, They were expensive, but they're available. I can still get my hands and not have to break the bank entirely. But man, the concert industry, the music industry, it really is outrageous. But still, even how expensive they are. Pearl Jam at a little less than 200 bucks a pop. I'm telling you, it sounds outrageous. It's not. Go check out ticket prices for every other musical act out there. Especially every other big musical act out there. I mean, I remember when Springsteen was here. Springsteen was here like a year ago. And Springsteen's like the working class guy, right? He's the working man's musician. And granted, the Hard Rock Live here is an unbelievably expensive venue. And tickets for Springsteen, the cheapest ticket was like 500 bucks. That's fucked up. That's not the case for a band like Pearl Jam. Guns N' Roses was here recently at that Hard Rock Live. Cheapest ticket was like $500. Same thing for Metallica. So, I'm telling you. It's just in general, concerts are unbelievably expensive. Pearl Jam is still one of the better prices out there. It really is. But man, first time ever. Got shut out. Uh, and by the way, I'm doing ESPN Radio tonight, 7 to 10 p.m., we're back on ESPN Radio tonight with Top Girl Amber Wilson. So I hope you guys listen. I'm sure she's going to make fun of me for getting shut out. That's not nice.
Friends aren't supposed to make fun of each other, especially for their misfortune, but I'm sure she's going to wind up making fun of me tonight. Make sure you tune in 7 to 10 p.m. Last night, late night, did game night on ESPN Rio, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. with my man Q Myers. That show is a lot of fun. It's a late night show, so we do a lot of recapping all the games. NBA, really glad the NBA's back, which of course brings us to, let's get to what happened last night. All right, so a few NBA games that I want to hit on here. First up, Mavericks beat the Suns last night, 123-113. Why is this important? I don't trust Kevin Durant. I don't trust when Kev- I know the topic recently was about his leadership. I don't trust Kevin Durant as your top guy. Because the fact of the matter is, except for playing for Golden State when he joined the greatest regular season team of all time, and a team that was already a champion, and a team, by the way, who he wasn't the best player. Steph Curry's the best player. But Kevin Durant, in his 12 other years in the NBA, his 12 other years all as leading man in the NBA, he's been to the finals one time. Didn't win it. He took that ass. That's right. He's been, with Kevin Durant as your top guy, he has been to the finals one time. You cannot win with Kevin Durant as your top guy. And that win was important for the Mavericks because they just won the season series two games to one. The Mavericks are now number six. The Suns are seven. They have the same record. Now the Mavericks own the tiebreak. And can you imagine a scenario where the Phoenix Suns training for Durant last year? Training for Beal this year, who never plays. He didn't play outside, he never plays. I mean, I don't ever want to hear the Heat fan talking about they should have traded for Bradley Beal ever again. He never plays. The Phoenix Suns are staring right at the play-in. Directly at the play-in. And guess what? Two other teams in the play-in right now? Warriors and Lakers. That's not going to be a cakewalk. The other team, I believe, is the Kings. Not a cakewalk either. The Thunder beat the Clippers 129-107. This is a big deal because the Clippers are really good, so it's a great win for the Thunder. And that game, the Thunder were only up by two at halftime. And they really kicked the Clippers' ass in the second half. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 31 points. He's amazing. The Nuggets beat the Wizards 130-110. to Why am I even telling you about this? Well, because the, the Wizards, to me, are the most buster franchise in the NBA. Jordan Poole, who I believe, salary, the ratio of salary versus production... I think Jordan Poole's the worst player in the NBA. I think he's the absolute worst value in the NBA, salary per production. And now, a nine win. That's right, they only have nine wins. A nine win Washington Wizards team now has Jordan Poole coming off the bench. Came off the bench last night. He was 4-17. He's awful. Think about, I mean, the fall of Jordan Poole. He was a legitimate piece on a championship Warriors team. They gave him a ton of money. Then he got knocked the fuck out by Draymond Green. Then he got traded to the Wizards and now comes off the bench for a nine-win team. I mean, that is some kind of downfall. Think about that. And, and, and I get it because he's terrible, but... Man, that is an embarrassing situation. It was only a couple years ago where Jordan Poole thinks for sure, and other people as well, that Jordan Poole can be a leading man. And now he is coming off the bench for a nine-win team. He is terrible. And he was terrible last night, predictably. The Warriors beat the Lakers 128-110. No LeBron James. 
I don't have a problem with LeBron sitting. He's supposed to return tonight against San Antonio. He only played 14 minutes in the All-Star game. So to me, the fans voted him in. He probably shouldn't have been playing because he's dealing with an ankle issue, but he showed up because it's the right thing to do. I don't have a problem with LeBron sitting out last night. And finally, one other thing that happened last night. The Knicks, they're back in the win column after a season-long four-game losing streak. They beat the Sixers, who are now 6-15 without Joel Embiid this year. They're going to drop into the play-in. Sixers are in very big trouble. The Knicks beat the Sixers 110-96. to And that right there is what happened last night. Now, before we get to the Panthers... And the Heat, too, of course. A couple things as well, as far as the NBA last night. Kyle Lowry made his debut with the Sixers. Took him like three weeks. Because apparently after they signed him, he still had to ramp up to get ready to play. So, like, the two weeks in between being traded to Charlotte and then signing with Philadelphia, he, he was doing... He was sitting on the couch eating a bag of Funyuns doing nothing, apparently. Finally... He debuted last night. He had like 11 points off the bench, took an elbow to the head. Apparently, he's okay. Got a big ovation because he's from there and he went to Villanova. Great. Here's Kyle Lowry before the game, all right? This is Kyle Lowry before the game, his first media availability with the Sixers since joining them. And listen to how different he sounds with the Sixers than he did in any of his three seasons with your Miami Heat. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Um, you know, I understand my role and my job. My job is to make sure that Tyrese gets better. Um, this team gets to the, the a point where they haven't been um, in a while, and that's my job. My job is to do everything I need to do to make this team and this organization better, um, no matter what the role is, what the, the, the minutes are, what the situation is. My job is to be a professional and help you know Tyrese get better, help this team get better, help, help uh, coach get better, help you know everybody get better. That's my job. Are you kidding me? You know what? I know you're not kidding me because this is what we should have come to expect from this guy. That right there is a complete 180. He sounds 1,000% different than anything he has ever said and his entire attitude here in Miami. He never was okay with coming off the bench here in Miami. He was never okay with doing what's best for the team. I mean, his words were, I hope coming off the bench was just a one-time thing. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, I expect to be a starter. I'm a starter in this league. It was never about doing what was best for the team. The team, by the way, this team, the Sixers, they're paying him the minimum. The Miami Heat paid him 90-some-odd million dollars. Was never interested in doing what's best for the team. And you know what? To be completely fair, the Miami Heat, they're not for everyone. Eric Spolster says it. We're not for everyone. The Miami Heat were not for Kyle Lowry. He he was never a heat culture kind of guy. He was never in shape. He was a complainer. And look, it'll come out one day, or maybe it won't because the Heat are super secretive, but those times that he's been away in the past, especially last season, I'm sure they sent him away. I'm sure they did. He didn't want to be here. They didn't want him. But that guy right there that you just heard last night, if Dwayne Wade is able to come off the bench for a season and a half with the Miami Heat. How about Kyle Lowry decides, you know what? They're also paying me $90 million. Maybe I'll do what's best for the team. He was the worst 
from day one right there, just with that soundbite, to the Philadelphia media, inherently to the Philadelphia fan base as well, because the media is a conduit to the fans. Right there, he ingratiated himself more to the Philadelphia fan base than he ever did with the Miami Heat. You never heard anything like that. This was as selfish a player, especially when you consider the money, this was as selfish a player who ever wore a Miami Heat uniform. And I understand it's like, oh, you, you know, Zazla, why are you wasting your time with Kyle Lowry? What, what else am I going to talk about? Whatever, okay, I got time. What else am I doing? I got time to talk about it. I do not wish this guy good luck. I do not hope he does well. I can't stand this guy. I couldn't wait for him to leave. He is the all-time most unlikable player in Miami Heat history. I, I pray to God the Heat would face this team in the playoffs. They're not going to because both of them are down toward the bottom of the East. I'm not sure the next time they play. I, I, I can't wait to play the Philadelphia 76ers. I wish we had someone on our team. We don't. I mean, you saw what happened with Duncan Robinson and Jalen Brown. I wish we had someone on our team who would put a guy on his ass like Kyle Lowry. We clearly don't have that guy. I can't wait, though, to next, the next time that we play the Philadelphia 76ers. What a bum. He ingratiated himself more to the Philadelphia fan base yesterday than he ever did in two and a half years here. He, was ne- he did zero radio interviews. He rarely spoke in the locker room. He would take forever getting dressed and in the shower, so he specifically would not have to talk to the media, would make them wait forever. He was never in the Sun Sports winner's circle after the game. He was never the guest on radio broadcasts after the team would win. He was a bare minimum guy. He came here solely for the money. Were the Heat the only team that was offering that money? Maybe. I don't know. But it's very clear at this point, he only came here for the money. Because those comments yesterday, you never heard that kind of team-first attitude from that bum Kyle Lowry when he played here. Get the hell out of my city, don't ever come back. So like I said, I'm on air tonight, 7 to 10 p.m. on ESPN Radio. Now you know how we're going to do once I get off the air. I get off the air, I always got to wind down when I'm done with the show. You know, even last night, 1 a.m., I finished the show. I got to go downstairs. I got to have myself a drink. I got to wind down. I crack open a nice cold Johnny Cuba. You know how we do here in the Zaslow Mansion. Official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. Johnny Cuba. Those European roots with a Caribbean soul. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba for yourself. Your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. Make sure you always drink responsibly when you're drinking and always make sure you stay tranquilo. So, let's, uh, yeah, let's get to the heat here real quick, and then we'll get to the Panthers, right? Of course, I got to tell you if it's a big game or not a, not a big game. First up, though, one more NBA note before we continue on. So, the Suns were at the Mavericks last night, and when the game is starting, or when the teams are coming out for warm-ups, Kevin Durant comes out, they're going to get in the layup line, and some fans, some Maverick fans, a guy and a woman, they, they look like they're probably like mid-40s, early to mid-40s. They yell something at him. Apparently, they called him a bitch. And Kevin Durant, because, you know, Kevin Durant's got the rabbit ears. Kevin Durant makes a beeline immediately toward them. 
And there's hardly anyone in the building at this point. It's just those two people standing in front. There's a security guard right there. And now Kevin Durant is somewhat in their face. And I guess kind of like asking them, what are you doing? What do you say? What do you talk about? Why do you say that? The woman immediately puts her hand out to start to shake his hand. He obviously is not obliging. And the guy, uh, I guess, is backpedaling. He's laughing. He's smiling. He's leaning in. He's trying to be all chummy. Tells him something like, I host a sports podcast, blah, blah, blah. And then at that point, Durant walks away. The security guard actually, this is actually good on Durant because the security guard asked Kevin Durant if he wants them thrown out. He said no. And that's a good job because the NBA player is the softest player in professional sports. We know this. And I I don't understand how they're allowed to just have fans thrown out of a game. In this situation, at least the security guard was there, witnessed the whole thing. But like when the NBA player LeBron or Russell Westbrook or Luka Doncic and they could just tell security or tell referee, throw this guy out of the game. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Good on Durant for not throwing them out because it's like, whatever. But so I can't side with the fans here. I can't. I just, I'd be so ashamed. I'd be so embarrassed if I was one of those fans. I have the, I have the, the, the nerve to speak to other people. Forget it's NBA player. I have the nerve to speak to someone that way. To just shout at them that they're a bitch? You want to yell he sucks? You want to say he's a coward for going to Golden State? What? A- anything along those lines. That's all fair game. But when you start with calling guys bitches and yelling expl- expletives, I-, I just I don't understand that mentality. I'd be so embarrassed. And that's the thing. Like I guess these people, they're not embarrassed. But the whole display from them when Durant came back and confronted them, she's trying to shake his hand. Like, it's embarrassing. People, people are fucking weird, man. But I will say, and you know I'm not a Durant fan. Good on Durant for not throwing them out. You know, those people are clearly assholes. They don't need to be thrown out. It's really not necessary. Uh, and, and I guess good on Durant for checking them. You know, it's people's, people's behavior is weird. The heat tonight. So... I have no idea what to expect from the Heat tonight. Now, Terry Rozier is on the trip with them. Terry Rozier is out tonight. He's actually expected to play on this trip. So this trip, this is a very tough start to the second half of the season for the Heat. They're in New Orleans tonight. Then Monday, they're at Sacramento. Tuesday, they're at Portland. And next Thursday, they're at Denver. So very difficult four-game trip here. And the one easy game, if you will... Portland is the second night of a back-to-back. So this is a very tough trip. I think if you if you go two and two, you gotta be happy. The Heat are 30 and 25. They are even in the loss column with number six Indiana, which is where you want to get. You want to get into the top six. I mean, if you can get to that three-six matchup, which right now would be playing Milwaukee in the first round, whoo! <clears throat> if you're the Heat, you would love to play Milwaukee in the first round. So, the Heat, it's not like they're in jeopardy of ever falling out of the top 10. They're nine games up on number 11, Brooklyn. But they're even in the loss combo at number 6, Indiana, and number 7, Orlando. As a matter of fact, they're five up on Chicago as number 9. So, the, the, Heat are, the Heat are in a decent spot right now. And you know what? They're only three back at number 4, New York, two back of Philadelphia. And I believe Philly's going to drop. So, I expect the Heat to be able to qualify for the playoffs outright to get into the top six. But what to expect from them tonight? 
I have no idea what to expect from them tonight. Terry Rozier is going to return soon. Maybe he'll return as, as early as Monday or Tuesday. Jimmy Butler's back. Duncan Robinson, he's good to go. Tyler Hero is questionable. But again, I don't know what to expect from this Heat team tonight. A, coming out of the break. And B, because I do not have a feel for this New Orleans team. The Pelicans are 34-22. and 22. They're fifth in the Western Conference. And I have no idea what they're about. I mean, if, if you're telling me you think you have a good feel for this Pelicans team, if you have any idea if they're any good, you're lying. I don't know what to expect out of this game tonight. But what I want to do here is, now since we're starting the final third of the season, the home stretch of this regular season, top five reasons to be pumped for the final stretch of the season. That's right. Top five reasons to be pumped for the final stretch of the season for your Miami Heat. That's right. We will count down and, and, and you know from five to one for dramatic purposes. All right? That's how we do it. Number five. Top five reasons to be pumped for the final stretch of the season for your Miami Heat. Number five. Eric Spolstra coach teams are always better down the stretch. There is no reason to believe this year will be any different. Literally, since Eric Spolstra took over the team in the 2008-2009 season, the Miami Heat get better as the season goes on. And now, coming off the break, we're hitting the home stretch here. 27 games remaining. I expect nothing less. I'm expecting them to make a push. Number four reason to be pumped for the final stretch of this Miami Heat season. Finally seeing Terry Rozier mesh with this team. They're finally able to get in some practices. They got some time now after the All-Star break. You got some time in between games. I mean, heck, after tonight, they don't play again till Monday. They'll likely get a practice in on Saturday or Sunday, probably Sunday. Then you got to shoot around on Monday. Finally getting to see Terry Rozier mesh with this Miami Heat team, get comfortable with them. That's the fourth best reason to be pumped for the final stretch here. Number three, when the Miami Heat inevitably go on a run here this regular season, and then watching everybody get scared of the Miami Heat again, you know that's coming. It happens all the time, and especially after seeing what happened last year, we know the Heat, they're going to put together a stretch here, a five, six-game run, and then everybody's going to start saying, don't look now, here come the Miami Heat, and everybody's going to be afraid, and you're going to love it. It happens all the time. It's going to happen again. The number two reason to be pumped for the final stretch of this season if you're a Miami Heat fan, getting a serious Jimmy Butler. We started to get it before the All-Star break. Then he had to miss a couple games, lost in his death in his family, personal reasons. He's back now, and with just 27 games left, and sitting in the number eight spot in the Eastern Conference, getting a serious Jimmy Butler, you would have to expect that it's here. And that's when shit's going to start to get real. And the number one reason to be pumped for the final stretch of this Miami Heat season, the number one reason to be pumped, the inevitable playoff series with the Boston Celtics. You know it. We're headed toward it. Will it be a one versus eight first round matchup? I don't know. I can't predict the future. But inevitably, when these two teams meet in the postseason and the Miami Heat 
have the Celtic fan shitting in their pants just like that Paul Pierce because they're scared of the heat and we eventually knock them out like we always do. That is the number one reason to be pumped for the final stretch of this Miami Heat season. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, there you go. All right, there you have it. You know what else gets me pumped up? Anytime that I look at my bed, I'm taking a look at it right now. I'm just a few feet away from it here in the Zaslow Mansion Studios in the master bedroom. And I look at those sheets and I'm like, man, I love it that Sheets and Giggles is such a great sponsor on Zaslow Show 2.0. Because I got the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets around. And you can too. How about one less thing you got to worry about in your life? Go to Sheets giggles.com and it'll be the last place you ever buy your bed sheets you get the fitted sheets you get the blankets you get the pillowcases i sleep on a eucalyptus pillow if you're looking for a new mattress if you go to sheetsgiggles.com and use promo code zazlo you'll get 20 percent off checkout on a eucalyptus mattress you get 20 percent off whatever you're ordering but if you're in the market for a mattress how about 20 percent off if it's your first order at sheetsgiggles.com you go to SheetsGiggles.com, you're going to take advantage of all kinds of sales. But your very first time, make sure you use the promo code ZAZLO and get your 20% discount, your very first order, at SheetsGiggles.com. And then you're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are shopping at Sheets and Giggles and never turns back. SheetsGiggles.com, promo code ZAZLO, SheetsGiggles.com. So the Panthers last night... I'm watching the Panther. Well, I watched the first two periods of the Panther game, and then I had to come upstairs, got to do production meeting for ESPN Radio Game Night last night. And so I'm watching the third period of the Panther game on mute while I'm doing my production meeting. Great game, by the way. You know, it's not always that a 0-0 game until the very end is a great game. That was a great game last night. Two rivals. It felt like playoff hockey. And, uh, you know, the Panthers, I'm not going to say they, I'm not going to say the Canes deserve to win that game, but the Panthers dodged bullets, several of them in that third period. The Hurricanes, at least twice, had wide open nets where the player on the weak side whiffed at the puck. They should have had a few goals, and the Panthers got a little bit lucky in that regard. Now, Bobrovsky was also made great saves too, and... Right before the Canes scored the game-winning goal, the Panthers hit the post on what felt what looked like it was going to be the game-winning goal. Matter of fact, a few minutes before that, with about six minutes left, the Panthers scored to make it one nothing. Itu Loisterinen, and literally as the play was developing, when Loisterinen got the puck and then he scored, I literally and now I got the game on mute at this point, so I don't know if Goldie and Moeller were saying something about it. I literally said to myself, that play is one thousand percent getting challenged. Because I'm pretty certain Lois Serena was offside. I don't know how they didn't call it in real time. And what do you know? The challenge graphic comes up. And that review was short. He was so offside. I don't know how they didn't call it originally. So the goal comes off the board. The crowd is super into it. And the Hurricanes score with 18 seconds remaining. And all I was... And like, that was a bitter fucking pill to swallow if you're a Panther fan. Losing like that, losing to that team. But I almost couldn't help but smile. Because it's like, we are gonna, we are gonna mess you up come playoff time again. I hate the Hurricanes so much. And the way they're 
the way the team was reacting to the win and the way the fan base reacted to the win. You know that right there. If there wasn't confirmation before that, the Canes and their fans' reaction to that win is as much confirmation as there's ever been that the Florida Panthers are the team to beat. So, Panther fans, I would say you do not, you do not have to be upset about that loss. It was bitter in the moment. Big picture-wise, your team is awesome. And when you're getting everybody's best effort, and you're getting the best effort from the fans as well, you know your team is awesome. Panthers are awesome. They lost one nothing. That's a tough pill. Keep it moving. Next up for them. Is it going to be a big game? Not a big game the next game? I'll tell you coming up. I don't want to spoil it. But that was confirmation if there ever was that the Panthers are awesome. So there you go. All right. You're probably, at this point in the show, you're probably saying to yourself, Zazla, come on. I got to know. Is it a big game? Or is it not a big game? Big game or not a big game, every Friday, we keep you abreast of your favorite teams. We make sure you know if you got to spend your time. Here we go. Big game or not a big game. First up, tonight, 8 p.m., Bally Sports Sun, your Miami Heat at the New Orleans Pelicans. Zion Williamson. Brandon Ingram. The Heat are a three and a half point dog tonight. This is the first of two games against the Pelicans this year. The next matchup in Miami is on March 22nd. The Heat, what do we expect of them? First game back from the break? I really don't know. I think it's a weird game for the Heat. No Terry Rozier, of course. Tyler Hero, he's questionable. Can the Heat start to gain ground in the Eastern Conference? Heat at Pelicans. That's a big game. Big game or not a big game? Saturday, 5 a.m. Yeah, Peacock. WWE Elimination Chamber. The final stop before WrestleMania. We're going to know our WrestleMania main events after tomorrow's Elimination Chamber. That's right. The main card starts at 5 a.m. because they're in Perth, Australia. Now, the Elimination Chamber matches... The men's elimination chamber match will determine who is going to face Seth freaking Rollins for the world championship at WrestleMania. The women's elimination chamber match is going to determine who's going to face the women's world champion at WrestleMania. And the women's world championship is on the line tomorrow morning. Rhea Ripley defends against Nia Jax. My picks, I think Drew McIntyre wins the men's rumble and faces Seth Rollins. I think Becky Lynch wins the Women's Rumble, and I believe that Rhea Ripley will defend against Nia Jax, and those are your World Championship main events for WrestleMania. WWE Elimination Chamber, live on the cock. That's a big game. Am I going to be waking up at 5 a.m.? I'm not going to be waking up at 5. Am I going to wake up at 6, maybe? And and I'll start it, you know, on delay, an hour behind? I might. And we're going to have an all-new episode of It's Still Real tomorrow reacting to it probably late morning maybe early afternoon all right big deal or not a big deal saturday 4 p.m acc network georgia tech at your miami hurricanes men's basketball team now the hurricanes this season and they're coming off of getting smoked at home this past wednesday against duke 
very disappointing, injury-riddled season for the Miami Hurricanes. They're 6-10 in the ACC this year. They are not going to make the tournament. They only have, what, three games left, two games left, even if they win them both. And even with the final game being UNC. The only way for the Canes to get into the tournament is to win the ACC tournament. That's not going to happen. Georgia Tech at Miami, and Georgia Tech stinks. Georgia Tech at Miami, not a big game. All right, Saturday, 6 p.m., Bally Sports, Florida. The Washington Capitals at your Florida Panthers. Now, Alexander Ovechkin and the Capitals, anytime they come to town now, it's big because you don't know how much longer Ovechkin's going to play. He's only got like a dozen goals this year. He's not the guy that he used to be, all right? But you want to go see a legend. The Capitals are five points back of the final playoff spot. They desperately need this game. The Panthers right now are two back of first in the Atlantic and also two back of first overall in the East behind Boston. Capitals at Panthers. That's a big game. That's right. Waiting on the status of Matthew Kachuk and Gus Forsling, who did not return to the ice after the first period yesterday. That's obviously not good. Finally, got one more for you ass here. Sunday, 8.30 p.m. Apple Plus. Inter-Miami heads out on the road for the first time this season at the LA Galaxy. That's Beckham's old club. Messi and Suarez and Busquets and Alba. I mean, come on now. A dominant performance the other night. 2-0 win at home over Real Salt Lake. Can Inter-Miami and Messi take the show on the road and start the year 2-0? Inter-Miami at LA Galaxy. That's a big game. I'm looking. I'm an inaugural season ticket holder. I'm looking for my season tickets to continue to rise in value so I can make all the monies. You know what I'm talking about. That's a big game. And that right there is another addition of big game or not a big game. Yes. All right. You know what's also a big game? I mean, it's not really a big game. It's more. It, it, it would be more like a big deal. And that's when you head on over to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Because at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, there's a lot to love this month of February with incredible offers on all new Subarus in stock, as well as every pre-owned vehicle on their lot. That's right. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're getting that promise to provide customers an exceptional experience at their brand new state-of-the-art facility on North Andrews Avenue. It's that beautiful building. You can see it from I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. You can get an, a relaxed indoor car shopping experience, or if you just want to have your current vehicle service, you're going to be treated like royalty at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. And you know, they service all makes and models. So whether you're driving a Subaru right now or not, you can get service with confidence when you take your current vehicle to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. With an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, and SUVs of every make and model, you're sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Go right now to nflsubaru.com. That's nflsubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So how about this? This broke yesterday. My girl Joy Taylor and her pal Taylor Rooks, who is absolutely stunning. They are forming a new show, a YouTube show slash podcast called Too Personal. That's right. Joy Taylor, Taylor Rooks, Too Personal is debuting on March 6th. 
Here's a little snippet. I believe that we have not been given the space to talk about things outside of sport, whereas other people have, specifically men, can have entire shows where they literally talk about what kind of butts they like. They talk about the kind of women they like. They talk about the men that they hate by name. And women have not been given the space to be able to just speak. Now, granted, we would not do any of those things, but it's the fact that we haven't had the place to even have the opportunity to do those things. I'm going big deal. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. Obviously, we all love Joy Taylor, and I know she is super excited about this new show. So, two personal starring Joy Taylor and the beautiful Taylor Rooks. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So, Jay Williams, ESPN college basketball analyst, Jay Williams the other day, went on a whole thing how Caitlin Clark, she's not great because she hasn't won a championship. And here's Jay Williams last night. He's firing back at the criticism, a lot of it apparently race-related, over his criticism of Caitlin Clark. So I did the LSU-Kentucky game tonight, and uh, I got assigned the game. And I walk into the gym to watch Kentucky practice, and who do I see in the gym shooting around other than Angel Reese? Yo, Angel Reese is cool as hell. That's the homie. Her and I played a game of pig, we talked trash, we took a picture, that's it. By the way, Caitlin Clark is cool as hell. She's the homie. Would have done the same with her. Please stop with all this race baiting shit. Please. Ain't nobody out here trying to do that. It's just hoopers. Now the comment of great, they're both great, okay? We are talking about levels of greatness and immortality and in the pantheon of greatness. There are levels to great. With chips, that's how I think about it. You think about it differently, fine. But the only thing I'm gonna say is to all you keyboard courageous people that wanna call me a bum or try to make fun of my career, none of y'all could hold me. None of y'all. 90% of y'all didn't even pick up a basketball. You can't even pull the rock, you can't even shoot. So let's stop being tough guys on the keyboard just because you disagree with somebody. I'm going not a big deal. I gotta be honest with you, I think Jay Williams be a little bit too sensitive here. I, I really do. Like what's the point in even responding to this? I, I, I think Jay Williams, Jay, Jay Williams, boy I gotta get his name right. Jay Williams is clearly worked up over it. I don't know why you're paying attention to the dopes on the internet. I think you're being a little bit too sensitive. I'm going not a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal. So with the WWE in Perth, Australia, they're doing a bunch of media throughout the week ahead of WWE Elimination Chamber. And here, you have WWE superstar Austin Theory getting upset with an Australian reporter at a press uh, junket who is calling pro wrestling fake. What'd you just say? I mean, it's fake. Like, you know, what do you mean? Like, what are you kidding each other? Hold, hold on a second. You brought me here and you're going to talk to me like this? Yeah, hey, no, man. I mean, no, no. Just because you're in charge of some shit here, man, don't mean you can talk to me like this. I, 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 I didn't mean to offend you. I'm just oh, saying, you're like, saying what I do is easy, fight. and you're in front of all your people, and you're talking about my job's easy. You couldn't walk a damn day in my shoes. You got me in here. Dude, are you kidding me, man? I'll smack the shit out of you right, right now. I'm not playing around. Don't bring saying. me all the way here for some media, man. This guy's talking his head off, man. It's his problem, dude. I'm going big deal because... This is not legit. This is what's called a work 
where Austin Theory is working this reporter and making a commotion so it makes headlines. There is no scenario where Austin Theory is actually upset with this reporter. Now, should the reporter be calling pro wrestling fake to his face? No, of course not. But is Austin Theory actually angry? No, of course not. This is called a work. I love it. And that's why it's a big deal. And that right there is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. Yes. All right. We did it, everybody. It's the weekend. Make sure you listen tonight. Amber and Ian, me, Amber Wilson. It's going to be awesome. Love doing shows with her. That's tonight, 7 to 10 p.m. on ESPN Radio. I hope everybody enjoys WWE Elimination Chamber tomorrow. Look out for a new live stream episode of It's Still Real to Me, my wrestling podcast. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. Thanks, everybody, for listening, spending your day, spending your week with us, spending every morning with us. Really appreciate it. And, of course, thanks to everyone behind the scenes who always helps put together a great show. Can't do it without all your hard work. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 on Monday. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.